Damo, it is less than two weeks until our brand new event, the Wellness Base Camp, hits Adelaide. Oh, I can't wait, MP. Oh, Damo, we can't wait to have you in Adelaide. The Brisbane Base Camp was a sellout. The feedback from attendees was inspiring. Christine said, keep up the incredible work and energy. You make me feel so, so good. And Kira said, I loved all the speakers and the vibe in the room. So many aha moments. And Lauren said, no matter how many times I hear each of these people speak, I learn new things always and have action steps to take away. Can't wait to have you there, great man. The rock star of wellness is joining Kim Morrison, JP and Andy from Smashed Avocado, Brett Hill and myself at the Wellness Base Camp Saturday, April 7th at the Arca Bar in Adelaide. Two for one tickets available with the code COUNTDOWN at www.thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or search for The Wellness Base Camp Adelaide on Facebook. That code again is COUNTDOWN with tickets available at thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or by typing The Wellness Base Camp Adelaide in Facebook. Welcome to Homebase Hope, all about autism, the show that invites you to think differently, inspires you to take a whole child approach, and most of all, instills hope when it comes to your child and autism. I'm your host, Rhiannon Crisp, from homebasehope.com.au. Let's get into it. Hi guys, and welcome back. I hope you've had a really good fortnight and kept positive during any of the tough times over the last couple of weeks. As they say, we need to be grateful for the good times and keep faith during the hard times. But if you have had a rough week, then I'm so glad you are joining us today because I'm, today's episode is just what the doctor ordered. Today, you are going to get an injection of love, inspiration, and empowerment. We have a very inspiring and beautiful mum of a child with special needs joining us today. This beautiful mum takes a fresh approach to what it means to be a mum of a child with special needs. She radiates a special energy and shines from the inside out. And I tell you, you are going to love her as much as I do. Today, we are talking to Darielle Marie. Darielle is the founder of Mums Reborn. She supports mothers to step out of a life of suffering and into empowerment for themselves, their relationships, and their families. She runs transformational programs and mentoring for mothers all over the globe and is on a mission to spread her message to help mums feel happy from within, despite the challenges that are going on in their lives. Welcome, Darielle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. It's my absolute pleasure. Now, I'd like to start with your journey as a mother of a child with special needs because although many mums have similar experiences, every parent travels a different road. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've been there. And um, yeah, so just to introduce myself a little bit um, more about my personal life, um, I'm a wife and a mother, obviously. I have two beautiful children. I have a six-year-old son and an eight-year-old daughter. Um, And when my daughter was two and a half years old, she was originally diagnosed with autism. And so I think following that diagnosis, um, I was really, um, I guess, not pushed, but um, I really delved into a very deep, dark place of sadness. Um, I was grieving. I was actually quite shocked at the diagnosis. I think it was something that we really didn't see coming, um, being our first child, 
we really kind of, you know, we were new to the game. We didn't really know what to um, expect developmentally wise. And um, yeah, so I, I really sat in a place of depression. And I think that was because I felt like I wasn't given a lot of hope. Um, and for me, and I think for a lot of mums, um, not having a sense of hope will uh, tends to just push us into real deep sadness. Um, and so for me, I stayed in that deep, dark place for five very long years of suffering. And um, I found that, you know, the longer that I stayed there, the more that we just kept attracting negative situations and negative challenges into our life. And things just seemed to get worse and worse and worse. And I think internally I was feeling this, you know, deep depression, yet externally I was putting on this mask to everybody, um, appearing that life was fine and, you know, really putting on this positive face. And so externally I think everybody thought that I was coping really well, but internally, yeah, it was the worst feeling ever. I mean, I remember crying day in and day out at home because I was just so um, grief stricken and felt like um, there was just no hope. This was it for life. And so I was really sitting in that fear zone. And so I was so fearful about what the future was potentially going to hold. Um, and, you know, I was involved in a lot of different support groups and uh, um because the challenges were going through with their children and then I would potentially, you know, sort of take on that fear that we might experience that. And, yeah, I just think um, my entire being was um, sitting in a very negative space and um, I completely lost myself. All I did was um, I gave my every ounce of myself to my daughter, really, and my son, of course, and my, my, my husband. But my daughter was my biggest sort of stress in those five years. We did every, you know, every diet I could possibly think of. We did that many treatments, you know, alternative and mainstream. We did, you know, we had that many doctor's appointments. I would read around the clock. I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep. I was so um, obsessed with, I guess I'll put it down to an obsession because all I wanted to see was this little girl thriving. And I think what happened was after going through that for five years, I finally hit a breaking point and I was like, I cannot literally fathom going through this for the rest of my life. I was just so incredibly burnt out, so exhausted and, yeah, just the thought of it continuing on and potentially even, you know, um, escalating and getting worse was like my biggest fear. And so, um, you know, I had this kind of inner calling or inner knowing in my heart that there had to be a better way. And um, I was just fed up with living the life that I've been living and I realised that what I had been living had totally had not been serving myself and now I look back and realise that it also wasn't serving my family and my husband and our relationship and, I mean, we are all just so deeply connected with the energy that we are giving off. And so I really decided to take on this quest or this mission 
to find a happier, more peaceful life for myself to begin with because I started to realize this correlation of like, hang on a minute, I want to see, my biggest desire is to see my children thrive. I want to see my daughter thriving and becoming healthier and progressing, yet what space am I sitting in? Like I was sitting in this depressive, sad, you know, constantly crying um, negative headspace and I started to just think to myself, what sort of role model am I being for my children, you know? Um, if I'm wanting to see them do all these things, and I remember back when I was a child, my mother was my world. Like everything that she did, every feeling that she had, I felt. If I ever saw my mum crying when I was little, I remember taking on that grief myself, you know, um, and, and, and wanting so deeply for my mum to feel better. And so I started to reflect on all this stuff and I was like, oh, my goodness, I feel like I have to make some big change here. And that meant completely stepping in and making big changes compared to what I had been doing. And so as I started to step in and really focus on me and caring for me and nurturing me, I started to notice these big shifts within my children and my relationship with my husband. And they were just simple things like taking a break once a week for two hours and I'd leave the house in total chaos and I would arrive back in the home and the home would be as calm as anything and I would actually have this energy to sit and want to play with the kids and they would feel that immediately. And this was just one thing that I was doing was taking a two-hour break once a week and I started to think to myself, what if I could expand on this? Like what if I could do more for me, drop the guilt, because clearly by me having a break, it's actually benefiting them. Um, I think, you know, I for years I sat in this guilt of not wanting to give myself anything or give myself a break because I felt like, well, my daughter's struggling. I need to I need to sit in that struggle with her. But what I've realized now is sitting in that struggle with her and feeling like I have to stay there is only disadvantaging her progress and her space to be able to to thrive really because she's feeding off me. Um and so, yeah, I, I just, we, I really started to notice some amazing things and shifts happening within our family. And right around this time, we actually got a new diagnosis for Bella um, and that the diagnosis is Rett syndrome. Um, and just to explain to you a little bit about what Rett syndrome is, and we, I think by the time we got the, di- the new diagnosis, we already knew that she had it um, because we had researched the symptoms And we kind of thought that, you know, perhaps some of her symptoms were not atypical of perhaps, you know, autism, although autism is a big scale, I know. Um, But she had a lot of problems with, um, you know, movement. Um, Bella didn't walk until she was uh, three years and two months. Um, And so quite a lot of sort of body strength, um, you know, hypermobile issues there. Um, and so um, I actually just pulled this off the Rett Syndrome um, website because I wanted to just explain to you in one sentence or just to get a vision of what Rett Syndrome is. And so imagine all of the symptoms of autism, cerebral palsy, Parkinson's, epilepsy um, and anxiety disorder in one little girl because um, 
Rett syndrome is uh, mainly typical. I mean, there are some boys that are affected, but it's um, the majority of um, people that are affected by Rett syndrome are females. And so to say the least, Bella has a lot of struggles um, and it does, um, I guess, for her, you know, she she is nonverbal. She does have trouble with balance and strength in her body. But despite all of this, she is the happiest, most connected little girl that you will meet. And I did not see that happy, connected little girl when I was in a very disconnected, depressive state. And so as I have really stepped in and changed me, I now see I don't even see those, um, those I guess, symptoms in her anymore. It's like, I mean, they're there, but we choose as a family to, and this is what I teach mums as well in my programs, is um, that focusing on the story or the negatives or the challenges is only going to create and attract more of those things into our lives and our children's lives. And so I teach and and live this life of focusing on the things that we're grateful for, the things that she can do. Um, and, and I think when you're living from that perspective, they feel that energy. And this little girl is such an empowered little girl and so confident in her own skin despite all of these challenges because we choose to focus on the positives. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, that was that was kind of that period where I think when we received that diagnosis, normally that would spiral anybody into deep, deep, dark depression. But because I'd already started to nurture myself and realise the importance of that, receiving this new diagnosis was actually, it actually did not impact me at all. In fact, it empowered me because... Um, I realised where she was sitting at in, in a really happy place, doing well and thriving, and, I, and we were finally seeing this progression in her and it made me kind of look back and go, well, there's nothing to be depressed about because we're moving forward. We've got hope here. We've got direction. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, she surprises us every single day with the wonders and amazing things that happen in, in with her and what she how she progresses. And I really think that is as a result of this newfound life, um, I guess, change that I've taken on and these new patterns that I practice every day of positivity and gratefulness and self-love and really nurturing ourselves. And the main thing is, you know, most of us have been on a very big journey, um, a very tough journey. It's being able to recognise that and heal those wounds. And I think once we can really delve in and and release those emotional traumas and blocks, then um, life becomes so much lighter and more positive. And so as a result of that, I know I'm talking a lot. No, it's, <laughs> it's a big journey. It is, it is. Yeah. And so just, yeah, just to sort of, um, yeah, just following that, I decided to, because I started to see these big shifts, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and study this because I want to actually, um, I want to be able to help other mums because if I'm, I'm able to step out of this place and I was in such a deep, dark place, then anyone can do this. And so I decided to go and study holistic counselling. And so I now am a certified holistic counsellor 
And I'm now able to help mums to be able to look at their limiting beliefs. What's actually blocking you? What's holding you back from being able to step in to what you really desire for yourself and your family? You know, being able to clear out those, um, I guess, negative emotions or being able to cope with them and know what steps to put in place to be able to, I guess, get through those and be able to nurture ourselves because it's all about really, um, I know we all hear this analogy about filling our own cup, but really if you think about it, when we are constantly giving, 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 giving to our family and our children and our friends and everybody else in life and we're not giving to ourselves, then our cup becomes empty and that energy becomes so low and therefore the quality and value of energy that we actually can get then give to our families is so depleted that we become burnt out, we become sick. You know, I had adrenal fatigue. I had, um, you know, skin rashes, hives all over my body. I My back, you know, I was in agony with back pain and even walking to the letterbox was tough for me for a long time there because I was so depleted. And so once we can drop that guilt and start to really fill our own cup and give ourselves some space and nurturing, then everybody around us starts to heal as well. And so, yeah, with that, I then launched um, launched Mums Reborn, which I'm sure we're going to talk talk a little bit more about. But, yes, um, yeah, <laughs> I'd definitely journey, love yeah. to dive into that. Um, but first, I just want to say I think that there will be so many listeners that will be able to resonate with your story and your journey. You talk about this depressive state that you were in and I'm sure many parents feel that similar experience. Um, And I think it's because it's an unplanned journey and you don't Mm. know what lies ahead. And a lot of the time, like you said, you're not given that hope that you need. And I think it is common that parents take that back seat and they're – attention and their energy gets put into their child and you know and and along this journey you experience the highs of the highs and the lowest of the lows and and you need to be there for yourself and to work through things yourself and work on yourself in the process um was there was there a a specific point in time when you realize you need to focus on you was there something that just triggered and said yep now now it's me time i need to do this for me was or was it just sort of along the process (laughs) yeah no i think it was after that kind of five years of sitting in that place of suffering and realizing that my health was just struggling i could hardly as i was saying could hardly even walk out to the letterbox without being in pain and i hit breaking point and that was when i went you know i just i just cannot visualize this continuing on And so that was the point where I started to go, something has to change here because I can't. And, you know, I was also surrounded. I had chosen to surround myself with other um, mums, perhaps beautiful mums that that were also going through or similar journeys with their children. But um, I sort of got to a point where I realised we're all just feeding off each other here. We're not actually stepping forward. Yes, we're supporting each other with love. And we're relating to each other. But I couldn't find, my desire was to feel more peaceful, more calm and and more happy. And I could not find any resources out there that where I could, um, particularly, um, I guess, targeted towards mothers, mothers of children with special needs too, 
I was finding it really difficult to find those places where I could find information about what to do. How do I get out of this mess? Um, and so that's where my journey sort of began of like this quest to find, you know, and trial myself um, how to actually, yeah, get myself out of this place, out of this headspace, I should say. Yeah. So tell us, where do you find these mums who are like-minded and open-minded and um, provide that support that you were looking for? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, off the back of my own my own um, movement, uh, so I've created this Mums Reborn, which is my movement that I've created for mums, like a community for mothers. <clears throat> I have launched a program called Empower You, which we can go into a little bit. But um, in, within that program, I have a community in there where I specifically select mums who I know are ready. They're ready to make big change in their life. And so within that community, there is so much support and empowerment. Um, but also, I think one other tip for people that aren't in my program, obviously, um, the, bit, the first thing that I had to do was have a look at what I was exposing myself to. And so I had to go through everything that I was doing. So, for example, say, and I'm not saying all of these support groups are not helpful because they helped me for a very long time. I'm certainly not saying that at all. Um, <clears throat> they're full of wonderful resources. But I think I had to evaluate how everything that I was exposing myself to, how do these things or how do these groups or people make me feel after I read whatever they've written or whatever the posts are or whatever movie I'm watching or whatever friend I'm talking to or every single person and piece of information I was exposing myself to, I actually had to check in and say, did that grow me and make me feel good or did that bring me down and make me feel depressed? And so for me, it was a process of um, really evaluating what I was what I was putting in front of myself. And so I had to make a lot of changes. I had to sort of, you know, remove myself from certain groups. But I think by doing that, um, or you don't not even completely removing yourself, having turning off all the notifications so they're not popping up in your face all day long and checking in when you feel strong enough, you know, making these decisions based on when is the best time for me to be able to go in there and have a look at whatever these other mums are writing or um and as I said, it's not it's nothing against I was one of those mums posting those, you know, really depressive posts. I think um, it serves all of us at a time to be able to vent and to be able to talk through our emotions. It's certainly helpful to be able to get out what you're feeling internally. But I think I was just at that point where I thought, this is not serving me anymore. And so I think it's not even a matter of going out and searching or finding these places where there's um, more like-minded sort of uplifting material. But I think once we make that shift and that decision to make those changes and we start to, we're creating new space for new people to enter into our lives. And so what I found was I started to attract <laughs> all of these new friends and people in similar situations too, but they were at a similar place to me in my journey. And so I think it's more about an energetic shift of like, okay, I'm going to make all these changes because my intention is that I want to start to feel more positive. And by doing that, you start to attract and see more opportunities and places where you can 
perhaps expose yourself to things that are going to make you feel better from within. Mm, mm, absolutely. And I totally agree. Um, you know, we all need that space to vent and have a cry and share the load with other people who understand what you're going through. And, um, yeah, it, it, we all do it and we all need it. Mm. But what I love about your message is that it does shift that focus and it is about empowerment and what can we do moving forward. So can you yeah. tell us about your about Mums Reborn and about the program that you run? For sure. So Mums Reborn is really, um, I mean, I guess throughout the, I spent sort of two to three years really on this self self-healing journey, um, as well as obviously my children alongside me were my biggest priority too. So we were all, you know, we were all up there in line with each other rather than the kids coming first all the time. It was like, no, no, hang on a minute. We're all a priority here. And so I learned so much. I also stumbled a lot and, you know, made a lot of mistakes. And so I wanted to really be able to share with mums because I felt kind of selfish holding on to these wonderful tools that I've learned and especially through my holistic counselling course too of being able to really share, share with mums what they too can do to be able to step out out of this suffering and into, yeah, feeling more fulfilled within their life and then the quality of what they're able to give and see and perceive in their own lives changes. And so... I decided to create Mums Reborn and that's mainly because I couldn't find anything else out there that was empowering for us mums. I found, you know, there were certainly a lot of empowerment um, resources for women in general, but particularly for mums um, and mothers of a child with special needs, there wasn't anything that I could find. There may be ones out there, but I couldn't find them. And so I thought I'm just going to create my own. And so I started off just for a year and a half just sharing. I would just get on Facebook Live. I would just share posts on, you know, we experienced, you know, a seizure in our daughter. Here's how I coped with it after we went to hospital and, you know, sharing what I did to be able to get myself out of that place. And, um, so I started to build up this community and then just recently I've launched um, my first program, which is called Empower You. And so it's a three-month transformative journey where I take mums on this, um, I think, you know, quest of really um, starting off with where do I start? Like I want to make some changes in my life, but I have no idea where to start. And so my program takes them from, you know, where to begin and with the basics um, and then we shift through how to actually create new patterns. And so it takes, they say, it takes three months to be able to ingrain patterns within yourself that you can then continue on for the rest of your life. And so that's why the program's three months. Um, and so we move through, yeah, we move through how to sort of um, try and eradicate fear um, and self-love, you know, how can we actually step in and start to heal and nurture ourselves when we've got this this really busy life with our children going on at the same time how can we juggle both um and then i also work through one-on-one -on -one mentoring with mothers on yeah how to how to look at those limiting beliefs how to you know work through those emotional blocks and um the mothers that I've been working with so far, I, they are just seeing miraculous changes within their children, it, or within themselves, but then it's just it's really miraculous when you start to see it in your children as well and to realise that power because 
I spent five years of pushing every boundary for my daughter, every single boundary. My husband and I had this philosophy, we will leave no stone unturned and so much stress and pushing for five years and we had very slow progression. As soon as I started to look after me and shift my energy, the progression has been amazing in her. And so I just, I cannot speak about it more, that connection and the importance. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, It sounds like an absolutely amazing program and I can definitely think of a few mums at the moment who um, would benefit from that program and the empowerment and the inspiration and the support and the encouragement. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I think it's important to have someone sometimes there to hold your hand through it because – it is that unplanned journey and to have someone who's been through it before and is able to say, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel mm, is really important. Absolutely. And- yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the um, the community part of it is probably the most important. It's that whole you can check in and say, I'm having a bad day. What do I do? And then we're all on the same page. So we're not about living in the story. We're not about looking into the past we're about stepping forward. And so we all empower each other to go, right, what can you do next to be able to step out of this, you know? Mm. Are you able to give us some practical action steps or tools or resources or something that you have used or that you use in your program that parents can sort of walk away after listening to the podcast and, you know, take some actionable steps? Yeah. So I would, the first two very important steps, the first one is to gain support. And so I know that that sounds sounds simple in theory and a lot of us struggle with support. Um, On my website, I actually, I might even provide you with the link as well, Rhiannon. Um, It's a, yeah, I supply a, it's called a low-cost support checklist. And so a lot of us struggle with support, but this is like giving options on how we can actually gain support despite being able to, um, yeah, but despite having financial strain, because I know we're all investing a lot in our children, um, but there are actually free ways that we can get help and get, when I say get help and support, I mean getting somebody to come in, inviting somebody into your home to give you a break, to look after the kids so you can walk out of the house or even just sit out in the backyard if that feels better being able to have an hour or two every single week regularly. You know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen on a Tuesday at 2 o'clock and you look forward to that time. And I cannot tell you how exciting it is when you know that you're getting a break every week and it's that time and you're leading up to it. You you might even have it midweek because then you've got, or at the end of the week when you know you're going to be struggling more, set it at a time when you know it's going to be more beneficial for you But the second point that I move on to in my course is about um, how to utilize that time because we tend to, and I know I did it, whenever I would have a break in the past, I would, oh, I've just got to nick up the shops and do the grocery shopping. Oh, I've just got to return those 10 doctor's calls that I couldn't do when the kids were hanging off me or it's so much easier to go and do the grocery shopping without the kids and you'd go out and you do these million and one things and you come back into the home and you're frazzled. You haven't, you have not rested or, you know, given yourself any space. And so I teach my mothers that, well, the mothers in my program that when we have time out, we actually utilize that time to be able to create some space. So that might mean, it could mean just going down to a park and sitting under a tree um, and listening to something inspiring on YouTube 
not to do with the children, <laughs> something to do with empowerment or, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, you might like to just listen to your favourite music. You might like to meditate. You might like to um, go to your favourite cafe and treat yourself with something that you love, you know, your favourite coffee or your favourite cake or whatever that is. But in some way, setting an intention that this time is for me, this is a treat for me. And then walking back into that home and the biggest thing I think is to create awareness around how was the energy before I left and how is the energy now and how do I feel now that I'm walking back into that home and how are my kids? Mm. Mm. And so Absolutely. Too, yeah. You know, it could be as simple as grabbing a coffee and just taking that time out. It could be having a shower without the kids running in and pestering you and annoying you. You know, it's just that space and that time. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, sure. You just cut out a little bit then. <laughs> yes, I know. I hope that. I hope it was uh, all caught on um, the That's podcast. Um, now, do you have any non-negotiables? So. Um, Parents obviously have this feeling of guilt when they take that time out for themselves. And, you know, like I said, some days we're lucky just to have a shower um, when mm. it's peaceful and quiet. You know, are there any non-negotiables that you have to include in your day, in your week, um, so you can have this positive frame of mind? Yeah, sure. So there's two things. The first one is setting up my day Um with intention and so often when we wake up in the morning we will reach for our phone and start flicking through Facebook or whatever you know this is what I used to do anyway <laughs> I can't make assumptions for everybody else but um but when <clears throat> by doing that you're actually starting your day um giving your energy to other people and what is happening in their lives you've begun your day not on your own terms on somebody else's terms or other people's terms so what I like to do is I set my alarm and this is hard because it's early, but I get up 45 minutes before my kids and yes, the alarm goes off and my brain says, I want to go back to sleep because I'm still tired, but I push myself every morning to get out of bed and go into the other room and I will meditate. So I meditate. This is creating space for the mind and disconnecting from all of the stresses and pressures and worries that we have. So I meditate. Just to, I just literally Google on YouTube. I mean, sorry, not Google on YouTube, but I go onto YouTube and use a free meditation. So you don't have to buy anything. Yep. Um, there's so many guide, guided ones are the best for me because I find I need that prompting, um, but whatever works. So I do that for half an hour. Then I'll do some form of movement because movement is so powerful to be able to release emotional stress. So I just do like five minutes of, of just dancing <laughs> and then um, I do a visualization. So I will visualize what I desire for the future and, but I speak in the present moment and um, yeah, I share this with all of my mums. So it's, I won't go into the depths mm. of that, but it's all about creating a positive intention for the day. And by getting up um, before the kids and before the chaos begins, we, that's what we're doing. We're setting an intention saying, I'm doing this on my terms and it, oh my gosh, if I never miss it in the mornings, I feel it for the entire day because as soon as the kids start yelling out from bed or whatever, it's you are automatically setting your day up on their terms. And so 
Yeah, yeah no, I, I know myself. It's difficult. Yeah, it, I tend to wake up before the kids as well, and I definitely notice that difference. Um, you know, if they wake up grumpy, it just influences your mood oh. straight away. Mm. Absolutely. And, and actually, when you spoke about the dancing, it took my mind back to a, a blog that you had written, and you were talking about <laughs> shifting the mood at home. And um, you were saying that, if you're in that stroppy mood, the kids pick up on it and they will get in that mood as well. And in your blog, you were saying that how important it is to change the mood. And you were talking back in the day, you would, um, you'd be the girl who was the first one on the podium to do a little dance, <laughs> steal the microphone and do your crazy dance and do a little bit of impromptu karaoke. And, you know, it just cracked me up because I, you're definitely talking to the right person here. That was me. And, you know, it definitely does change the mood if you sort of tap into that um, sense of self and you bring that back into the home environment. You were saying that, you know, you become very uninspired and it was almost yeah. like Groundhog Day when you bring the kids home from school and yes. you sort of tapped back into that um yeah, just sort of losing those inhibitions and just getting back to how you were before you had kids um, because you do forget yourself in the process. And if we don't um, harness that energy, then it, it can become very dull and um, unmotivating and un uninspiring environment at home. And so doing the crazy dance in the kitchen with the wooden spoon and pumping up the tunes really does shift the, the environment and the mood and the atmosphere. And Absolutely. everyone is happier and more positive because of it. And I know that we do it at home. We do it in the backyard and the girls love it and have a blast. And, you know, I think we just need to make light of the situation. And, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's brilliant and I think I think a lot of parents probably do do it behind closed doors actually um, <laughs> and if they're not they should definitely try it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and it, it is about breaking that energy like you know if you I'm standing in the kitchen cooking and I'm feeling really mundane about it it's like how can I change this energy and the funny as you were saying like the kids find it hilarious like my kids will when I the first few times I did it they just stared at me blankly like, what is going on? I've not seen this mum before. Who are you? But then they have such fun. Like they love it. And then automatically you've set up a new energy pattern yeah. and things flow from there. So, yeah, Absolutely. it's really powerful. Yeah. And the other thing I just wanted to share was, um, <clears throat> excuse me for a second. I'm just gonna... Yeah, it was um, gratefulness. So, the second thing is every morning when my eyes open up for the first time and I wake up, I think about two things that I'm grateful for and it might even be as simple as, gee, I had a good night's sleep last night or, gee, this bed's comfortable or, oh, it's going to be a sunny day today, whatever it is. It's got to be something positive that you can be grateful for. And then before you go to bed, the last thing that you do of a nighttime is think of two things that you're grateful for from the day. And to begin with, it's quite difficult because I know for me, I was in a really negative space. So I found it really hard to find things that I was grateful for. But you can begin with things like, oh, you know, I used to, I used to focus on my daughter's smile, you know, something so simple that she does every day. Um, and it would light my whole world up just thinking about that. And so if we can, the more that we can think about those positive things, mm. the more we begin to attract them in. 
And so that's they're sort of my two non-negotiables, the morning ritual and the gratefulness before bed and after, uh, yeah, sorry, before bed and when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think it's very important. And, um, yeah, with, with the gratefulness, I think it's about just having something small, you know, even if it's the sun is shining today, you know, yeah. just something that, can be little um, and, you know, may seem insignificant, but it is something that has added value to your day. Yeah, um, absolutely. Now, I just want to touch on quickly, uh, in one of your recent, more recent blog posts, you were talking about the word disability and how it doesn't just sit well with you. And I think this can resonate, obviously, with a lot of um, parents who have children with special needs. Um, why do you think we need to look beyond the word disability? Sure. So in my opinion, when I hear the word disability, I feel like it's a label that is given. Um, I feel like the word disability infers um, <clears throat> a lack of ability within a person, um, you know, disconnection um, and perhaps isolation. Now, look, they're just my, that's my feeling about what I think the word disability infers. <clears throat> I feel like it, it almost infers lack and, well, it does, I think, in my eyes anyway. I actually, so, mm, sorry, I was just going to say, I did look up the dictionary meaning of it prior to the podcast. Oh, and, what is it um, It says that um, a disability is defined as a physical or mental handicap, especially one that prevents a person from living a full normal life or from holding a gainful job. And I think when you read that, you automatically have that comparison of disability versus ability. And, um, you know, it highlights that difference and it can marginalize our kids. And, I mean, the word disability doesn't tell you what the physical or the psychological impairment is. Um, it just tells you that they're having difficulty in some part of their life. But then we sort of forget to look at, um, you know, the ability and what they can do. And I think we need to bring that language of inclusion and diversity and equity and everything, equality, um, because I think if we start giving the kids the message that, um you know, that they have a disability, they'll start to own that label, I think. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The way that we speak to our children and about our children, they feed off all of it. And so if we, yeah, I feel, we don't even use that word in our home. Um, I choose not to because I feel like it disempowers my daughter. But the way that I see these beautiful children and beings in our world is that they are actually change makers. They have come here to make change in our very, I, the way that I perceive it, a very broken world, um, you know, where we have a lot of illness, we have a lot of violence. We have, anyway, I'm not going to go into all the negatives, but we know that there's a lot of struggle happening within our world and it's increasing. And I feel like our children come in with these ultra sensitive, like, you know, sensitivities to um, foods and chemicals and toxins and um <clears throat> you know, allergies and, I mean, this is not only children with special needs, this is um, other children as, mm-hmm. yeah, every child has mm-hmm. some sort of mm-hmm. sensitivity or mm-hmm. these days, I mean, you look at um, when you walk into a classroom and you can't mm-hmm. take in X, Y and Z foods and <clears throat> our children are literally trying to pave the path for us to make big change in our world and particularly with their behaviours as well, like literally the way that I see their behaviours 
um, and how it's all unfolded in our home in particular is that my daughter used to display a lot of screaming, crying, you know, I perceived her to have a lot of body pain, um, you know, gut issues, the list goes on. But all of these things were was kind of showing me that she was suffering. And so I feel like she was literally mirroring me and how I was feeling and I was suffering. So now that I've stepped into a place of <clears throat> healing myself and feeling a lot better and happier, um, sorry, <laughs> got a frog in my throat. <clears throat> um, yeah, so now that I've now that I'm in a really happy place, I don't see her. She does. She's calm. She's peaceful. She doesn't um, scream all day long. Her gut issues have all but almost disappeared. So there's so many things that have changed, and so I feel that they are our little messengers. They've come here to make change in the world. So I feel like the word disability should be changed to change makers because mm. they're here. To, they're hit. We. Sh- you know, I think um, the perception is if a child has a disability that we need to teach them to fit in with our world and our um, patterns and way of being, but I see it as differently. I think we need to learn and be taught by these beautiful beings because they come in with such big purposes and messages. And so I feel my daughter's purpose is to really transform me and the world as well. And the more that I step into that and allow her to succeed in that purpose, the more she thrives. Mm, and so it's it's absolutely. quite amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I got goosebumps listening to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I definitely believe we need to take a new perspective. And yes. um, yeah, I mean, disability doesn't, you know, there's, I don't think it really, it, it's really for that social political view, you know, it doesn't tell us anything about the person. So, um, you know, we, we don't need it. Yeah, agree. Should be taken out of that dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, and I think what's important to remember on, you know, a parent's journey is that they don't always get it right and they're not perfect and that's okay. It's a learning process. You know, be gentle on yourself um, Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. learn to forgive yourself. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's that's the whole thing about my program. It's like, yes, we look back and we realise that perhaps some things that we've been doing haven't been serving us, but it's not about placing blame it's not about feeling guilt. It's about going, I'm leaving all of that behind and I'm choosing to step into a different place now. It doesn't matter what I've done. I did everything that I did was with the knowledge that I had at the time and I did my best. And I think that's that's honouring you um, for doing your best and then but choosing to go, all right, I no longer want to live in that space and stepping out. So, yeah, I totally agree. Mm, absolutely. All right, we might head to the five rapid-fire questions now. So first one, what is one habit our listeners can implement today? So I think you know, I already discussed this before, but I think um, gratefulness is probably one of the biggest things, um, biggest game changers because um, this is a bit woo-woo, but I believe. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We like, we like woo-woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, woo-woo is good. I, I, I thrive on woo-woo now. <laughs> Take us um, Let's go. Yeah, yeah. so um, I believe in the law of attraction, which is 
what we are feeling internally is what we will attract externally. And so if we look at like when we're living in a really negative headspace and everything seems to be going wrong, it's because we're focusing on those things. And so um, as I discussed before, gratefulness is one of the biggest game changes that you can implement into your life, which is so simple. You can do it immediately and just four things a day, two in the morning, two at night. And you know what? Now I don't do four. I do like 104 because <laughs> as you as you start, it, it's, it can be a bit challenging to begin with, but then the list just starts to grow and you can even journal it if you want because yeah, that can help. I was going to say, do you write it down or is it just something you think of? Yeah, I actually don't, but I have some mums in my program that do and they actually look back over that list and go, whoa, look at all these amazing things that are happening in my life and it's really empowering, especially mm. if you're sitting, you know, if you're having a, a day of struggle um, and you go, oh, my God, how can I get myself out of this headspace? It's like, all right, pick up my journal that I've written out all these things that I'm grateful for. And, and snap remind yourself. Mm. Yeah, but definitely the two in the morning and the two at night begin there and then I really feel like, and really, uh, I try to um, teach that if you're thinking about something, so for example, I might think about my daughter's smile, how does that make me feel? And really feel into the feeling that you get when you see your child smile, because the more you can evoke those feelings and emotions within you, the more you're going to attract wonderful, positive things into your life. Mm, absolutely. Love it. Yeah. I'll have to start the two in the morning and two in the evening as well. I usually, I usually just do one every day, you know, just think of one thing every day. But, um, yeah, That's I think good. I need to extend that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, mm. totally. Um, what, is, what, what do people never ask you that you wish they did? They never seem to ask about the positives. And so – I find that we, we most of us grow up in this society where we use our story or our past struggles as a way of um, feeling like we're gaining significance or value in our lives. And I did it for so long. In fact, I did it throughout my entire life up until I realized that it was not serving me. But when we speak to friends and family, we tend to focus on the negatives and we will just talk about the story and the the terrible things that happened that week or that day or I'm really struggling with this and I think I wish that there was this new paradigm of where people ask you you know what's going really well for you today I mean I think we would all fall off our chair if yeah the first question yeah that a friend or a family member asked was tell me about two great things that have happened to you today you know so anyway that's just that's a desire that I have because yeah. I really feel like it would change the way mm. that we actually look at our lives mm. Mm. and I think it comes with that whole perspective change you know when we start looking at the positives and forget the disability yeah. notion and that and we start looking at the ability and looking at um, you as a whole mm. absolutely um, what is one book you would recommend all parents read Okay, so there's a beautiful book which was probably at the beginning of my quest for happiness journey that I read and it really transformed the way that I was thinking and it's called Freedom to Love um, by a beautiful author named Hong Curley. It, the story is actually not, um, it's not targeted at mothers of children with special needs. It, Hong Curley is a, um, I think she's an acupuncturist and a holistic counsellor and she Talk the whole uh, the whole book. Each chapter is about a different client and their issues in their life, and there's so many empowering stories in there that make you 
start to create that awareness around the fact that no matter how hard your situation is, no matter what, I mean, there's one story in there where there's a grandmother, um, sorry, a mother, she's now in her 90s, but she lost her husband and her two kids to this some um, thug on the street who killed her husband and her two kids. And she now has taken this thug into her home and he now works with her and she has totally forgiven him and she helps him and he is so grateful. And, like, it just makes you, I mean, no, thinking about that story top line, it sounds unbelievable. Mm, mm. Yeah, but when you read through how she changed her beliefs around this, um, it's so incredibly powerful to realise that, yeah, we can flip our beliefs and we can live a happy life despite all of these wounds and traumas and challenges that have happened or are happening right now. And so that was a big turning point for me was just to see those because a lot of those stories are a lot worse off than what I ever have been and just seeing how these people transform and and heal relationships and forgive so many people in their lives. It's unbelievable. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Um, mm. What is one of your top three unfinished bucket list items? So <laughs> my biggest passion over the last, I'd say, two years is obviously to be, to empower mums. And so what I want to do, it's on the bucket list, it's going to happen, is create this massive event to celebrate mothers and have everyone come. We have this massive party and we just celebrate our amazingness and everything that we give to others but also honouring ourselves and just having a really inspiring evening of celebration. That's like my ultimate. It's going to happen. I know it will. <laughs> oh, I have I have absolutely no doubt that you'll get it off and running. Yeah. Um, and that's it because we are so selfless. So to have something like that to celebrate us and who we are and what we give and, yeah, I think absolutely. that's so important. If mm. We need it. We certainly mm. do. <laughs> so is this something that you do for um, just mums of kids with special needs or is it beyond that? It started off with um, I was targeting just mothers of children with special needs, but I'm now at a point where I, I, I hear from so many mums that we're all struggling with something or suffering with something in our lives. We all have our, our own challenges are all as big as our own stuff, right? So it's... um. Yeah, I, I now um, have just sort of in the last couple of months decided to step into really helping all mums because I feel like even though our situations are different, maybe different, we're all experiencing the similar emotions. Mm. Um, and, and, and that's yeah. right. I think too you don't know what's going on in another mum's life. Like it could be a relative or, or something else that they're dealing with in terms of a relationship issue or breakdown yeah. or something. So. Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's, Absolutely. That will be great. Oh, I'll keep my eyes peeled for that one then. <laughs> yeah, I mean the messaging that I um, teach is relevant for everybody, for male, female, yeah. whoever, but I think um, I tailor specifically for mums, so it's relevant for all mums. Absolutely. And if you could only offer one piece of advice to parents, what would it be? Heal yourself and you will by default heal your children. Um, maybe not, I mean, I'm making that assumption based on what I've experienced and what I'm seeing in others, but um, I guess it's not about having that expectation that, oh, if I heal me, my children will completely heal, but it's about healing yourself and seeing progress and thriving in our children as a result. It's so powerful. And so if we can focus on helping and caring for ourselves, 
it really makes a big, big, big difference. Mm. Yeah, it's all about putting the oxygen mask on yourself first, isn't it, before you Absolutely. help your kids? Mm. I love that yeah. one. Love it. <laughs> and so where can our listeners find out more about you and about Mums Reborn and the life-changing programs that you offer? Absolutely. So I have a website. So it's www.mumsreborn.com. Um, and on there I have a blog where I share lots of different stories um, and I am in the process, which it will be up very, very soon, of putting together a services page which has programs on there and um, what I'm offering. Um, everything else is found pretty much on my Facebook page, so at Mums Reborn, one word, and um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well. So, yeah, you could find me pretty much at all the socials. Mums and- Reborn. Yeah, one word, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Darielle. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, Look, your outlook is so bright and full of hope and I think we need more special needs mums like you in the world to, um, yeah, generate this energy and positivity and spread it further, spread the message further. Oh, thank you so much, Rhiannon. And I just feel grateful to be able to hopefully get in front of some other beautiful mums because I really feel like, if I can do this, you can too. Well, mums and dads, of course. But um, if I can do this, then you guys can too. And it's um, it's really not as difficult. I think living in that that really sort of burdened, a stressful, hard place is so much more difficult than this much more simple, lighter place to live in. And so thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm really blessed to be here. Yeah, oh, my absolute pleasure. I'm sure we will see you around. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks, Darielle. Bye. Thanks. Bye. I hope that today's show has resonated with you in some way, and I hope that you have been inspired to take action and make positive change from home base. If there is someone you know who would benefit from this podcast, please share it. And I would love for you to join our Home Base Hope community. You can do this by subscribing to this podcast. All you have to do is head on over to iTunes and hit the subscribe button and every fortnight you will get an instant notification of the latest interview. If you do like this show, please jump on iTunes and leave a five-star review so more people can discover us and so we can inspire positive change in more people living on the spectrum. If you do leave a five-star review, please take a screenshot and send it to info at homebasehope.com.au with the subject line free ebook and I will send you a copy of our awesome ebook Understanding Behaviours. In this book I show you how to manage challenging behaviours at school, at home and in therapy. I talk about the differences between tantrums, meltdowns and button pushing and I also arm you with practical strategies you can start using today. You can access all of the show notes and other episodes at homebasehope.com.au. So until next time, I encourage you to open your mind, respect the differences, and above all, believe that you can make a difference from home base. See you soon, guys. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Boston Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.